Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio. Nuwana is now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuwana. It's coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Miss anything in the first hour? You can always find it on the Nuwana is Now podcast, probably presented by Jewelry Design Center, your jewelers for life. The M Store, where they're all grills all the time. The MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. And Schulte Law. Visit jschultilaw.com. Ski season is still amongst us, but starting tomorrow, the uh, early season for next season, season passes at Lost Trail opens up. They're running their early bird special, February 29th through March 7th, losttrail.com. Get your pass at a discount rate starting tomorrow through March 7th. Lost Trail. Go for the snow. It's time now for our ESPN Roundtable, probably presented by Paradise Falls. We're joined by an old friend of mine, a guy who's been on the show before, but he's got a new title, and that's part of the reason why we wanted to have him on. Tell him congratulations. He's a Helena, Montana boy, and now the defensive coordinator for the Montana State Bobcats. It's Bobby Daly here uh, on Nuanas Now. What's up, man? Thanks for joining us, and uh, congratulations. I'm, I'm proud of you, man, and uh, it's fun talking to you again. But uh, thanks so much for taking some time for us today. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Always got time for you, buddy. Well, got to love it. Uh, first of all, just tell us about uh, just the process of becoming the defensive coordinator. You've been back there at Trouble Modern now for a handful of years, been coaching the linebackers, doing a great job with that. Uh, when the job opened up, how'd you go about getting it? Uh, what, what was sort of your, your sales pitch to, to Coach Vegan to, to get the promotion? Well, you know, I think it was uh, a little bit of a body of work. You know, I, I know when uh, Coach Vegan first got here in, in 2021, um, you know, he had a particular defense that he he wanted to run, and it wasn't something that uh, I had been a part of in the past. So, you know, really over the last three years, it's just been me, uh, you know, getting a grasp of the type of defense that uh, Coach Vegan wants done here. Um, and, you know, I feel like I, I know the ins and outs of it now, um, having worked for a couple different coordinators um, and having several very good defenses, uh, you know. But you also kind of get a feel for how teams want to attack you and uh, having answers for that, too. So, you know, uh, when he approached me about the opportunity, I kind of highlighted, uh, you know, where I was when he first got here as a coach and where I feel like I am right now as far as the growth that I've made and, uh you know, obviously he, he felt the same way. So, um, you know, just a credit to the people who, who have come before me and kind of showed me the ropes. And, and now I'm in the driver's seat and uh, have the ability to do that for everyone else around me as well. Well, that's the interesting part too, right? You mentioned just sort of the defensive philosophy, the defensive scheme. And Coach Vegan, who's an offensive guy, 
But this has been a scheme that's, you know, had all sorts of different people architecting it and adding different things to it, whether you talk about the old NDSU days with guys like Scotty Hazleton and Gus Bradley and then Freddie Banks at Montana State, now Willie Matt Garza, now yourself. So uh, it seems like there's been a lot of different people that have been able to add ideas to it. So what do you think of that element? Because this this defensive scheme broadly, when it's been run and run well, it's been, uh, you know, some of the best defenses in the country, particularly during those NDSU days. So what do you think of just sort of the success and all the different ideas that have gone into making this this defense you guys run. You know, I think uh, you mentioned several of the godfathers within this defense, and they're still, uh, you know, running this defense at a very high level. Uh, you know, obviously, Gus Bradley being in the NFL, uh, Scotty Hazleton, uh, Power 5 coordinator for many years, uh, you know, uh, Freddie Banks, you know, um, you know, at the uh, at Colorado State currently, so I think more than anything, it just gives you a group of guys that uh, you can lean on. And I'm not going to sit here and say I know Scotty and Gus really well, but as you mentioned, uh, you know, Coach Vegan does. And, uh, you know, whether that's setting up a Zoom and kind of bouncing some ideas off these guys or, you know, uh, talking with uh, them about different things that, you know, I feel like we could do different and feel like we could do better and uh, get their perspective and, and see if those have been thoughts that have ever crossed their mind and maybe they're good ideas, maybe they're bad ideas, but ultimately just having a support system around you uh, of people that, you know, have been doing this for a long time at a high level. Bobby Daly joining us here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio, a former All-American player at Montana State, been coaching the linebackers there at MSU since coming back ahead of the 2019 season, and now the new defensive coordinator there for Montana State. It's our ESPN Roundtable here on Nuwana's Now, proudly presented by Paradise Falls. I always love to ask people this question because I do think it's fun to sort of think back but also give yourself some gratitude as well. What would 12-year-old Bobby Daly have thought if he would have known that someday he was going to grow up and be the the uh, defensive coordinator for the Bobcats? Oh, man. Um, you know, I'd like to think uh, that was a goal of mine at that point in time, but it certainly was not. Um, you know, I had <laughs> visions of being a uh, great football player. You know, I was that uh, kid in class where when the teacher asked, what do you want to be when you grow up, it was, an NFL football player. And obviously, uh, you know, my career felt, uh, fell a little short of that, but uh, being around the game and still, you know, having the ability to feel like you're competing on Saturdays and, uh, you know, that's, uh, and being a part of a team, you know, I mean, I know um, you're congratulating me on being the coordinator, but ultimately, you know, uh, I have a great group of guys around me. Uh, no doubt. As far as, our defensive staff, and then certainly our players as well. Um, those are the guys that make this thing work. You know, I'm kind of the figurehead, I guess, if you will. But, um, you know, I've you know spent a lot of years as a position coach and understand the value in that as well. And then ultimately the recruiting of, of great players and guys who, you know, understand our culture and, uh, you know, the guys who know how to lead. Um, so, you know, 12-year-old Bobby Daly, this wasn't even on his radar, but I'd like to think he's proud of me right now. <laughs> I love it. And I mostly ask this because you have such a rich history there uh, at Montana State. Your dad played there. Your brother played there. So just tell people about that element. I mean, this has been a, a huge part of your life for uh, a really long time. Yeah, you know, uh, my parents have been coming to games since I was a, a true freshman here in Bozeman. Um, regularly, uh, you know, I should say every home game uh, since 2004. But, 
uh, as you mentioned, my dad played here, so I, I grew up coming to games as well. You know, uh, he was also a coach, a high school coach. So, um, you know, you know, sometimes his schedule wouldn't allow for us to get over here on Saturdays. But uh, growing up around the game of football, and uh, you know, it's just been a passion of mine um, for a, for a very long time, as long as I can remember. Uh, and that's you know, I had every role a kid could ask for. That's down there on the sidelines, whether it was you know, uh, the ball boy and back in the day when we had cords, you know, and what, when we didn't have wireless headsets, you know, it was your job to hold the cords and, you know, not trip the team as they ran out onto the field. And then, you know, um, so um, working up the ranks uh, to being a defensive coordinator, I guess, from a very young age. Um, but just being around the game of football, man, very passionate about it. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun to be a part of. And, you know, the football aspect's only one piece of it, you know. Uh, once you get into college coaching and high school coaching, uh, seeing these young men develop and, and they come in as 18-year-olds and don't really have a clue, and a lot of times they're leaving, um, you know, as professionals, as businessmen, as, you know, NFL players, you know, go down the list of guys that, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to coach. But it's a, it's a very rewarding uh, business, um, not just wins and losses on Saturdays, but watching these uh, – watching these kids grow up. Well, that's certainly what it's all about. When it comes to your now uh, implementation of your ideas into this thing, uh, how's that all going to play out? As you mentioned, I, I'm, I'm guessing not a full wholesale scheme change. You guys are probably going to keep doing what you've been doing, at least broadly. But how do you hope to put your sort of stamp on it? And how much of an influence does Sean Howe now, the co-defensive coordinator, also have on maybe some of the different things you guys do moving forward? Yeah, it's going to be relatively the, the same that we've ran in the past. You know, we're a four-two-five, and uh, we run multiple coverages and have the ability to run multiple fronts. And uh, the terminology will remain the same for our players. Uh, you know, between Coach Howe and I, what we've been trying to do is just see what we've done well um, and see, you know, some areas that maybe we haven't been great and, uh, you know, kind of, look at how people are attacking us and where people are having success against us and try to find different answers than what we've had in the past. So it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of carryover um, for our players, and that's the important part. And, and I know that's the important part for Coach Vegan is making sure, you know, whether it was me or Coach Walker uh, as our OC, he wanted somebody uh, in the building that wasn't that was going to be easiest on our players. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's about getting those guys uh, playing fast. So um, we're certainly not going to make any wholesale changes. But, you know, uh, the way I call it on Saturdays will be different. Um, you know, there's no way to re replicate how somebody else calls it. A lot of it is, uh, you know, gut feelings. And uh, a lot of it is, you know, more of it, I should say, is preparation going into games. So, you know, how I see teams attacking us and how we'll adjust on Saturday. So um, overall structure, not a whole lot, but definitely uh, see myself calling it a little different. And I know you've had big responsibilities in terms of recruiting the state of Montana these last several years, coaching linebackers as an assistant. Uh, how does your recruiting responsibilities now evolve? And also sort of two-part question, what sort of athletes are you hoping to get? I mean, are there huge priorities just in terms of specs or uh, measurements or anything like that in terms of the guys you want on defense? Yeah, I'll, I'll continue to uh, co uh, recruit the state of Montana. Um, you know, me being a guy from Montana and having done it for a while is something that I'll continue to do. I know uh, 
Coach Vigan is going to give me some help in the state. Uh, there's a lot of uh, area to cover, and, you know, we're usually bringing in more kids, you know, every year from the state of Montana than any other state. So uh, Coach Al Johnson is going to uh, help with the recruitment of the state of Montana. Um, so that will be, you know, helpful. Um, you know, the other thing that's different that I'm noticing right away from a coordinator standpoint is, you know, it used to be I would recruit my position in my area, and now, you know, everybody else recruits their position in their area, and they kind of need you to sign off on, on the guys right. they like from a position standpoint. So um, just have a lot more input on the different guys that, uh, you know, uh, we're evaluating and a lot more input on the different guys that ultimately we'll be bringing in uh, into the program. So, you know, that's the biggest change I've seen right off the top um you know as far as measurables go uh you know length and speed are always things that we're going to look to recruit um you know the size piece um but that's usually something that we need to develop within our program um you know if he's already 300 pounds and six six and uh can run like a deer man then he's probably going to a power five program so we're looking for those guys that we can develop within the program within the weight room and uh you know again length and speed will always err on the side of that but ultimately you know uh i'm certainly not a guy that was overly long or fast so i can appreciate a good football player as well no doubt bobby daly joining us here on nuana's now espn radio hello to capital product former montana state all-american and now the new defensive coordinator there uh, at msu it's our espn roundtable proudly presented by paradise falls so let's break down then the Bobcat defense from a personnel standpoint. I know uh, probably a lot to be decided still. You're going to have a whole spring ball session. And as we know, the college football offseason never ends now because there's just all these different times where you can bring in transfers and new recruits and all that stuff. But just based on what you got in the here and now here on the, you know, the, the second to last day of February, let's just go through the different levels of the defense. We'll start the defensive line. Uh, lose Sebastian Valdez, who's an outstanding player, multiple-time all-league type guy. Uh, to the transfer portal, he goes to Washington. Ben Seymour was a senior there on the D-line as well. But you return a bunch there uh, on the defensive front as well. A bunch of guys that have played a bunch of good football and uh, some headlining-type guys like Brody Greeby. So just break down that group for us. What uh, what do you like with what you have coming back up front? Yeah, you know, I, I like the depth. And, and that's something that we've always tried to do at defensive line is uh, – you know, not just have four guys that we feel good about, but we'd like to rotate eight guys, you know, ten guys if we if we feel good about you, you know. So, um, you know, we've had um, guys that have been in the rotation that may not be listed as a starter that have played a lot of football for us. I mean, you mentioned Brody Greedy, and I'm thinking of, you know, Kenneth Iden, who's uh, played a lot of football for us, even though he hasn't been a starter. You know, I'm looking at, a guy like Zach Cruz, who played a lot of football for us last year, who wasn't necessarily a starter. Um, Hunter Parsons, another name there, uh, kind of going through the defensive ends. And then, you know, we got a, a guy, Paul Brott, uh, who's been very effective uh, for us inside the last couple of years, who's never been a starter. And, you know, he's, uh, he's one who I'm extremely excited about just because he's, get a full, he's getting a full off season. He was hurt all last year, and he, he kindly, kind of finally got healthy right when the season started, but that um, you know, really limited what he can do in off-season training. And, man, he looks, looks really good. Um, you know, Blake Schmidt is obviously a returning starter inside. Um, and, 
we're going to look for some guys to step up in that uh, interior D-line uh, group. So that's going to be a position that's, you know, highly evaluated this uh, this spring. And, you know, what, when you have someone like Seabass leave the program, um, it just creates opportunities for other guys. And I, I hope that's the way our guys see it because that's certainly the way our, our coaching staff sees it. And, you know, we, we trust our recruiting and we, we trust our development. We trust uh, Coach Heron in the weight room. Um, so, um, these are all guys that have been putting in the work, maybe behind the scenes a little bit, but there's going to be some names that pop up this fall um, that aren't necessarily household names right away, but uh, they, I would imagine they will be by the end of the season. Well, it's certainly uh... – Absolutely second that when it comes to Paul Brown. I thought he was an outstanding player in high school. He's the anchor of a, a great uh, couple-year run there at Billings West. And I've been watching some of the, the videos that they've been putting up on Instagram from the weight room, and, man, this guy is just country strong. He is, he's an impressive, impressive guy when it comes to the weight room. So certainly a, a name to watch and a Montana-made guy. Bobby Daly, Montana State defensive coordinator, joining us here uh, on to on is now. How about the linebackers then? Uh, that's the group that you uh, have coached the last several years. Obviously, Nolan Askelson, a first-team All-League guy a year ago, a captain, one of the leaders of your team, so tough to replace. But uh, you like you played these three inside guys those last couple years, and uh, that, that seemed to have worked out well, and you got two of them coming back, and Danny Ulalakepa as well as uh, Makeda Riley. So uh, just break down the, uh, the inside linebacker spot for us. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously uh, Nolan was a huge uh, – big time player for us really the last three years. Um, so having a guy like that leave the building is, uh, you know, uh, never, you know, what you're looking for, but that's kind of the nature of this business. Um, but you know, that's part of, you know, why I have a three man rotation is not only if somebody were to get injured in the season, you feel good about the next guy stepping in there and being able to contribute and without really having to fall off, um, so, you know, I, I really felt like I had three starters last year. So with McCade and Danny coming back, um, those are two that uh, have played a great deal of football for us. Um, they're two guys that, you know, I'm going to expect to, uh, you know, take the next step as far as, you know, um, playmaking ability and uh, leadership there within our room because we're relatively young besides for those two seniors now. Uh, we have another uh, senior, Cole Bullock, who's a junior college transfer who I – fully expect to be in the mix, you know. Uh, Neil Daly's a guy who's been in the program for several years, and I would expect him to be in the mix. Uh, Bryce Greedy, uh, Eli Aby, these are all guys that, you know, um, they need to have a big spring. You know, they need to come along and, and build trust, not only uh, in their teammates, but also the coaching staff. But, uh, you know, um, like I said, these are guys that have been putting in the work behind the scenes and now the opportunities here for them to kind of go take and grab it. And, you know, that's uh, what spring ball, summer and fall camp are all about. Well, that's one thing we talked about a lot on this show is one thing that we just find fascinating is just how many great linebackers have been produced by the state of Montana, right? Like you look at the linebacker cores at MSU and for the Grizz over the last however many years, 25, 30 years, and yourself, you're a part of that that lineage. It's just amazing to me. I mean, you just named all those guys, and you just never know when there's another Montana guy knocking on the door. But I bet you, I'll bet you anything that you know it's either Eli Aby or Bryce Greeby or you know uh, Neil Daly. I mean, all these guys are all Montana-made guys. Mikado Riley's already a proven Montana guy, right? So why do you think that is? Why, why do you think there's been so many 
guys from the state of Montana at that particular position, I mean, the peak obviously being Troy Anderson is in the NFL now, that have had so much success over the years uh, throughout the state? You know, I think, uh, you know, we in the state of Montana have certain, you know, skill sets and body types, you know, around the state, you know. There's not a whole lot of corners that we're, we're taking from, you know, in-state. There's not a ton of wide receivers that are uh, able to do what we ask them to do at this level from in-state. But, you know, a couple positions that you see Montana kids flash, linebacker being one of them, D-line, you know, uh, offensive line. Tight end. Fullback. Those, yep. those type of guys, man, they're, uh, uh, for whatever reason, um, you know, whether it's the, the country boy, um, blue-collar a farm kid like Troy Anderson or, uh, you know, myself who grew up in Helena, um, for one reason or another, those body types just kind of fit um, our, our position group at, at linebacker. And, you know, I do believe it's a position um, that requires, you know, a um, certain amount of athleticism and strength, but I'm a firm believer that intelligence, uh, separates you playing linebacker. And if you got a bunch of guys that are, are smart football players, um, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, I like to recruit high school quarterbacks. You look at Troy Anderson, you look no at Nolan Askelson, Callahan O'Reilly. These are all guys that, you know, hadn't played really much linebacker until they get to college, but you know they're smart uh, because they've played quarterback. Uh, you know they're athletic usually, how they use, how they use them at quarterback and uh you know they're guys that uh you know when they come into the program they haven't even scratched the surface of how good they can be uh, mentally you know and if they put in the work in the classroom um usually uh, that prov- provides uh, great results for them on saturdays in the fall Bobby Daly here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio, breaking down the position groups for the Bobcat defense. He is the Bobcat defensive coordinator. It's our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. How about the secondary? So many different faces played in the secondary. I thought that was a big piece of progress for you guys because two years ago you had some good players but really thin in the secondary, especially at corner. But now it seems like you've at least stockpiled a good number of guys that can uh, be good corners on the field. And uh, so what's the next step for the secondary? How do you hope that uh, position group evolves? And how important will their performance be to the the stuff that uh, you want to enact on game days? Yeah, you know, I think uh, you look at the guy who's been there the longest and played the longest for us. You look at Simeon Woodard, um, who came in as a true freshman in 2001. Um, Talk about a guy who's, you know, was kind of thrown into the fire due to an injury and has made the most of his opportunity. Um, and he, and he's a guy that I, I continue to expect to um, be the leader in that room and kind of show those guys how we do things, but ultimately uh, be a playmaker too. Uh, and then you look at, you know, John Johnson, you look at Andrew Powdrill. These are all three guys that we rotated last year that we've got back uh, this year. And, you know, you want those guys to be able to be very disciplined um, because, you know, that's a position that you can give up explosive plays if you're not. Um, but if you can be dominant out there, it allows you as a defense and as a, you know, a coordinator to call some coverages um, that put them on island, but also really help everybody else around them. So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with their progress last year and, you know, the goal every year, especially guys that you're bringing back, is they're a better version of themselves this year. So I know all three of those guys are putting in the work. Uh, I know there's some young guys uh, in the program that are going to be competing. 
and we brought in a bunch of uh, true freshmen as well that if if they got one thing, I know they got speed, so we'll see what type of football players they are when they get here, but I know they can run. Last thing for you then, spring ball coming around the corner here in a little while. So what are the goals that you want to get done uh, in your first spring there as the D.C.? And uh, what do you hope is the identity? What do you hope, at least coming out of spring, coming into the fall, is the identity of this Bobcat defense? Yeah, you know, the number one goal going into spring always is to stay healthy. So we got to be conscious of that as coaches. But at the same time, uh, uh, we got to work, man. We got to go go to work. And, you know, the way we organize practices, there's nobody sitting around twiddling their thumbs. You know, we, uh, we two-spot everything. So there, it doesn't matter if you're – uh, number one on the depth chart or number four or five on the depth chart, you're getting the same amount of reps. And I think that's what's super valuable about how we do spring is how we're able to develop these young guys within the program. Um, but from an identity standpoint, man, uh, you know, we, we want to stop the run first and foremost. That's, uh, that's what we're going to hang our hat on. Uh, everything we do is built around stopping the run. Um, and in order to do that, you got to be able to play physical, you got to be able to play fast, and you got to be able to play violent. And those are kind of three characteristics when, when we turn on the tape. I, I want us to be nasty, man. I want, uh, you know, offenses to fear the way that we play the game, and that's fast and physical. Um, so that, those are all areas that we can uh, improve upon uh, this spring, into the summer, and into the fall. But uh, developing that identity um, through our leadership, through our coaching, uh, you know, is something that we're going to really be pushing. Bobby Daly here on Nuanas Now. Coach, thanks for being here, man. Really good catching up. Uh, I'm sure we'll catch up sometime during spring ball as well, but thanks for taking some time, and uh, good luck with all of it. Appreciate you being here. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Have a good one. There you go. It's uh, it's awesome and fun to see just how your life evolves, right? Once upon a time when I was working in Bozeman, I uh, decided to venture out on my own, and that was sort of the origin of, of Skyline Sports. And one of the first things I did was I made a recruiting board for some of the top recruits in the state of Montana. That's when Bobby Daly was coaching at Bozeman High School. And he was also working at a local gym as a personal trainer. And he said, hey, I got an idea. What if we evaluated prospects by having high school combines across the state? I said, that's a great idea. We can get some numbers. We can publicize it. I can use it on my recruiting board. Let's do it. So we had three the first year that we were doing it. And uh, we had a, a Bozeman and Butte and Billings. And we had some guys come to, to them, but we certainly had a couple guys come that had a little bit of what I would call breakout performances. That was sort of the emergence of Grant Collins. He had a great performance at that when he's only going to be a junior in high school. And we sent those numbers along to various recruiters, and, and all of a sudden Grant Collins had offers from a lot of schools, including where he ended up going to Montana State. Then in Billings... We had Holden Ryan there. He's a Billing Central kid. He tore the doors off that thing. We sent those numbers around. Well, Holden Ryan ends up being a Grizz. That's not to brag about us being able to identify prospects. These young men put in the works. Just telling you the backstory of me and Bobby working together. Well, then Coach Daly, he got a job with Troy Purcell uh, and, and Paul Petrino at the University of Idaho. And uh, so our partnership sort of dissolved. But been so proud of him to watch him climb the ranks and now here he is the defensive coordinator uh, at his alma mater he's a third generation bobcat and a guy that uh, certainly um was put in the time and i know he's got a lot of pride uh, in msu it's our espn roundtable probably presented by paradise falls of missoula 
Want a place to watch all the divisional tournament action this upcoming weekend? Paradise Falls will have all of it on. Double A, A, B, C, all of it. They got breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so you can go have yourself whatever meal you'd like for whatever time your game is on. Great place to gather with family and friends alike. Located at 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Got another pair of tickets to the Lady Grizz game Saturday against Idaho. Call right now, 406 406- 888-1029. Quickest to the draw. 888-1029. Lady Grizz versus Idaho, 2 p.m. Saturday, 406-888-1029. Remember that number as well because on the other side, we're going to give you some free wings. Wing Wednesday presented by the Desperado plus ranting about all things NFL. Keep it right here. Go on us now. Jewelry Design Center is not your average jewelry store. The friendly, welcoming staff is so excited to be in Montana, and the craftsmanship, unique creativity, care, and artisanship you'll receive at the Jewelry Design Center is second to none. Is there anything you guys can't do? We don't cut diamonds, <laughs> okay, yeah, but we can facilitate that. Right. It's unique that we cast our own metal, we grow our own models, we hand carve, as well as use computer-aided technology to design. We're pushing the limits of what we had previously thought was impossible. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Welcome back. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. For the first time in years, you guys didn't listen to me. I said call for Lady Grizz tickets. Well, guess what? Now I'm giving you wings. I know this is going to light up the phone line because Desperado has the best wings in the city of Missoula. Point blank, period. Don't believe me. Well, they've won best of Missoula for the history of time, I think, for in terms of uh, best wings. They are delicious. The Despo is an awesome place to hang out. Whether you're following along from the NBA, it's a great hockey bar. Desperado located there on Russell right across the street from the YMCA. We give you a dozen wings from the Despo every single Wednesday here on Wing It Wednesday. And the next lucky caller, we need caller number 4, 406-888-1029. We're going to give you wings and tickets to the Lady Grizz game on Saturday against Idaho. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Caller number 4. We got dozen wings for you to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Wing Wednesday, every Wednesday here uh, on Nuanas Now. Excited for the postseason. We got all sorts of postseason stuff coming up. So here's the way our postseason coverage is going to work. The divisionals for double A this weekend. Jeff Safford is going to make his way uh, over to Butte and uh, hang out and uh, get some insight on the teams from the West. The next week, the division, the Class AA state tournament is going to be here in Missoula, and we have the distinct pleasure of getting a chance to broadcast. So we'll be broadcasting down from Dahlberg Arena on Thursday. We're just doing this show live from 4 to 6. So no actual terrestrial broadcast of that first round of the Class AA tournament, but we'll get you caught up on everything that's happened to that point. Then Friday... We're going to crack the mic at 3 p.m. We'll have a little intro, like half an hour type of pregame show going through all the first day results on uh, Thursday from AA and some of the other state tournaments from across the state. And then we'll get you set up 
for the semifinals. So that we're not going to technically have a Nuanas now next Friday. We'll just be live from 3 until when the last semifinal game is finished. So we will be on the air for the girls' AA semifinals at 3.30 and 5. And then we'll continue to be on the air for the boys' semifinals at 6.30 and 8. So ton of action coming up. We're really excited for it. Our man Jeff Safford is the play-by-play voice for a variety of different sports. Grizz Hockey, Missoula Paddleheads, Grizz Lacrosse. He'll be taking the ropes for the play-by-play for this tournament from stem to stern, so that'll be an awesome deal for us. And then uh, yours truly, I'm going to sit in on the color commentary for the uh, girls' semifinals next Friday. Rajim Seabrook will be on the color for the boys' semifinals. And then on Saturday, we will also have the broadcast of the state championship games. The girls are at 6.30. Jeff and Rajim will be on the call. And then the boys will be at 8 o'clock. Jeff and myself will be on the call. So we're thrilled. We appreciate the people at the Montana High School Association for working with us on this. Uh, every time there's state tournament stuff, I hear from people, are you guys going to be carrying the state tournament? And I always say, well, there's some logistics to go into it. There's some rights stuff. But more than anything, it's just been difficult for us to do this because the tournaments that we often cover aren't in Missoula. This is the first time. The other part that's always been a, a big a challenge for us is usually the state basketball tournaments in Montana are the same time as the Big Sky Tournament in Boise. Now, this year, there is a one-day overlap, so I'm actually going to miss the first day of Boise. Andrew Houghton will be there stem to stern in Boise for the Big Sky Tournament. But that's the other thing that allows us to do this. The AA Tournament is mostly going to be done by the time the Big Sky Tournament starts. So, it being in Missoula, us not having a scheduling conflict with Boise opens up a lot of opportunities for us, and that's awesome, and we're going to take advantage of it. But more than anything, when you guys text me, where can I find the state championship games on the radio? Guess what? The answer this year is on ESPN Radio in western Montana. We'll also stream them on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. So thrilled about this. So excited. Uh we are going to just dive all the way in. Jeff's going to have some live scouting reports from Butte for us uh, from over the weekend. Then he and I are going to just dive into all these teams, and it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. We're excited to do it. Uh, really proud of these guys for uh, boosting me up and, and uh, helping get this done, and uh, happy to be working with the MHSA uh, and the Montana Radio Broadcasters Association. And we're really excited, if you can't tell. That's why we've been doing our Class AA Spotlight to get all of you guys excited as well. So if you're in Missoula, Come hang out. Come come chill at this tournament. And if you can't make it to the games or you want to keep up with games when you're not there, please tune in to the radio or online. And uh, then if you're from out of state, also, you can always check out all the action on 1029ESPN.com. We're going to put that on our social media. We'll pin it so people can find it easily. But if people are asking, how can I get the action from Missoula? Well, when it comes to Friday night and Saturday night, we got you covered. So very excited uh, about all of that. You want us now? Yes, Pin Radio. Take one more break, pay one more set of bills. We'll be back to rant and rave about quarterback situations in the National Football League. Plus, we also got free gas for you. Who doesn't need free gas? Town Pump, Roll the Wild by the Mile. Got a $25 gift card for you to Town Pump. Are we buying or selling some of the most mediocre quarterbacks in the National Football League? That's next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. 
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I'm on it. I'm on another one. I'm on a kick. They told me. They told me Pearl Jam's coming to Missoula. Guess what I've been doing? Listening to all the Pearl Jam albums. Can't wait. Welcome back to Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MTA. Appreciate you for tuning in here on this fine Wednesday. Congratulations to all of our winners today. We uh, picked our winner for our Big Sky in Boise. Congratulations to John. He'll be going down there to Boise and to get an all-access pass to the Big Sky Women's Basketball Tournament and a couple nights at Hotel 46 right next to the arena. So appreciate him. Appreciate our great friends at uh, the Big Sky Conference for hooking that up and our great friends from Vertical Rays for presenting that great giveaway uh, all season long. Also, congratulations to our winner for the Lady Grizz tickets as well as the Wings. And uh, how about one more fun prize for you? We got $25 to Town Pump. Now, if you won, if you're the people I just talked about, you can't win this one again, right? We're not going to give you two prizes in one day. In fact, we can only, can't even give you two prizes in the span of three months. It's a, not my rule. It's the federal government's rule. But if you want a $25 gift card from Town Pump, Brawl the Wild by the Mile, back for yet another basketball season. We'll be headed on down to Boise. We'll be headed to Spokane. Uh, well, I, that's a Freudian slip. We'll be headed to the NCAA tournament. I'm hoping it's in Spokane. There is a site in Spokane. We're hoping that's where we get sent. We're hoping that's maybe where a Big Sky team is or a cough, cough, hint, hint, day sprinkle team is. Any of those things would be good for us. We won't be able to do it without Town Pump. They'll be getting us all over the Western United States during March Madness. You want Town Pump? The gift cards are good for gas, they're good for beers, they're good for uh, snacks. 406-888-1029, call number 3. 888-1029, call us right now. For all the wild by the mile, presented by Town Pup. You missed anything in the show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Jewelry Design Center, your jewelers for life. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time. The MSU Bookstore, visit msubookstore.org. And Schulte Law, visit jschultilaw.com. So th- this is this has all come full circle for me. 
Loyal listeners, you already know. I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. It's the only piece of fandom I got left in my life. I don't really have a reason for hanging on to this fandom. Other than, because here's the thing about me. I don't care if my team wins as much as I care about being right. And I just don't think the Vikings are that good. And I would actually just be right about, I'd rather be right about that than have the Vikings prove me wrong. I think that probably makes me psychotic. But, like, if you were to tell, like, if I predict that the Vikings are going to have a losing record and miss the playoffs like I did this last year, and then they shock me and then they win the division to go to the Super Bowl, I would actually be mad about that. I would actually be more mad about being wrong than, quote-unquote, my team. So I guess maybe my emotional attachment to all this is dead. The point is, though, I've been ranting and raving about how I think the Vikings have been stuck in neutral over the last six years because the guy that got a quarterback. Kirk Cousins is better than all the bad quarterbacks in the league. And guess what? There's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Kirk Cousins is also nowhere close to all the good quarterbacks in the league. That's why he's won one playoff game in his six years in Minnesota. Therefore, then, I have defined Kirk Cousins as the worst quarterback situation in the National Football League. Now, that's not true anymore because there's so many guys that are getting paid a lot more than Kirk Cousins. Granted, the dudes that are getting all these $250-plus million contracts, they're also a hell of a lot better than Kirk Cousins. They actually could lead you on runs deep in the playoffs. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. Taking all those guys over, over Kirk Cousins, of course. The reason we're talking about this again, though, here on February 28th is because Kirk Cousins is a free agent, and Kirk Cousins is about to be the premier free agent in the NFL because there's just not a lot of other ones. Shaq Barrett got cut last night by the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Josh Allen, not the quarterback, but the defensive end from Jacksonville, he's also a free agent. So there's some guys out there. We'll see what the Eagles do with Hassan Reddick. He said maybe he wants a trade, that he doesn't want to trade. He denies he wanted to trade. Either way, Kirk Cousins and where he goes is going to be a huge storyline. I'm pretty confident, I'm almost certain, in fact, he's not going to stay in Minnesota. Okay? Now, here's, here's where the crux of my whole thoughts are stuck. He's not going to stay in Minnesota. If he doesn't stay in Minnesota, though, what the heck do the Vikings got? They don't have a top 10 pick, so they're, they're likely not going to be in to get Caleb Williams or Drake May or any of the other quarterbacks that are top prospects in this draft. They also tried to show us the future last year with a variety of the other young guys they had on the uh, the team. I mean, Josh Dobbs is a journeyman for all journeymen. He had a little bit of a surge, and then he fell off the map. The kid out of BYU is a fifth-round draft pick who I never even compartmentalized his name in my brain because he was so god-awful that I just couldn't believe that he was an NFL quarterback because he's not. But they started him in two games, which I thought was coaching malpractice by Kevin O'Connell, who, by the way, he's a good coach. My thought here, though, is, is that Nobody that I saw play for the Vikings last year is good enough to be better than Kirk Cousins. Not Kirk Cousins coming off an Achilles. Probably not going back to Minnesota. And definitely nobody else that played for the Vikings. And I also don't think they have the draft position to get someone that's any good. So that's going to be fun. The the, uh, Vikings are going to be fast-tracking towards another seven-win season. Here's the other part about where I'm at with the Vikings. I wish they would just be worse if they're not going to be better. Like, it's better to go 3-14 and 14 than it is to go 7-10. and 10. Going 7-10 and 10 or 8-9 and nine like the Vikings have the last couple of years is the worst thing you can do in the NFL. Because then you can't get a good draft pick. You also don't make the playoffs. 
So I don't know where Minnesota's going to go, but I'm almost certain it's away from Kirk Cousins. So then we get to the point where, where could Kirk Cousins go? And there's a whole bunch of teams that certainly uh, are in an interesting situation. New England needs to make a decision. Is the Mac Jones of when he looked good during his rookie year the real Mac Jones? Or is the Mac Jones of the last little while when he was getting the offense called by guys that are defensive high school coaches? Like, what the heck is actually happening in New England in that scenario? I don't know. But who is the real Mac Jones? Will the real Mac Jones please stand up? That's what New England needs. But is Mac Jones better than Kirk Cousins or not? I'm unsure. If you brought in Kirk Cousins in New England, what sort of step could you take? New England was bad last year, so maybe they go out and they draft a good quarterback. That's an interesting fold as well. The Jets have also been uh, talked about heavily. Now, again, I think Cousins is right there in the middle. I think he's somewhere around the 13th to 15th best quarterback in the league. Not good enough to go on playoff runs. Not bad enough to be in the category of guys like Zach Wilson. So if you're the Jets, if you don't think A-Rodge is going to be healthy, maybe you go rent Kirk Cousins for half a season. If you do think Aaron Rodgers is going to be healthy, you got to ride that trade. That's what you were all in on last year. That fell apart. You were awful. you got to go back all in on Aaron Rodgers. When it comes to then some of the other openings, what's Denver do with Russell Wilson? If they cut him loose, what's the move look like? Could Kirk Cousins fit in Denver? That would be an upgrade. That's actually a spot where Kirk Cousins could go make a difference. What's the Broncos ceiling? I'm not sure. But I think the Broncos would have a higher ceiling than the Vikings, especially if they don't have to deal with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had like this mini comeback last year for like six to eight games. People were like, oh, the fountain of youth. Maybe he's back to being okay. Sean Payton, yada, yada. Fell completely off a cliff towards the end. Of course, he rubbed everybody the wrong way because that's what he does. And so, I don't know. Kurt Cousins in Denver, I'm probably buying that one if, if they were to make a run at him. How about Vegas? Andrew Houghton was the one that actually put this one on the radar. Jimmy Garoppolo, what do they do with him? Nobody knows. Can he come back? If you can come back, do you want him to come back? If that's not working, you know, they rolled with the backup all year last year. I don't know what you do if you're Vegas either. I think some of these teams, though, that's the other part is if you sign Cousins coming off at Achilles, you're going to have to give him probably a multi-year deal because he is a veteran. Then does that handcuff you? Again, Cousins coming in to Vegas and making you a 9-8 and eight team, what does that actually do for the future of your franchise? Going into Denver and being an 8-9 and nine team, what does that do for the future of your franchise? You'd probably rather just play Whoever the heck, you know, is going to be your your mediocre to bottom-level quarterback, be bad, win four games, and then try to go get the next C.J. Stroud, right? I mean, what turned the Texans around? Being bad and then drafting a great quarterback. So I, I just it's going to be so fascinating to see because I don't know if you're a young team how much Cousins can, can elevate you. I think you'd rather just be... Take your lumps, be bad. If you're a good team, can he make you great? Very unsure about that as well. If you're an elite team, you probably don't need Kirk Cousins. So it's a moot point. The New England one's an interesting one, though. I hadn't thought about that today. They have not necessarily uh, messaged around that they want a new quarterback. But I do think that you got to figure out what you got in Mac Jones. And if he ain't it, maybe that's a spot. Maybe that is a stopgap. We'll see. Buzzed out, ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for tuning in. Jam-packed show tomorrow. Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, will join us to preview the Montana-Eastern Washington basketball games. We'll hear from Anand Moody and Travis DeCure. 
And we'll hear from Tyler Walker, the new offensive coordinator uh, of Montana State. We'll see you at 4 p.m. tomorrow. Swans Now, ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure – uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.